Welcome to the Friends and Rivals podcast. Going to be a few minutes late currently on the can. An excuse is that I've got COVID. Who's giving you that excuse? Dorito. On the can. On the can, my ass. Right? <laughs> Get it. Let's talk devils and islanders. Let's talk penguins and rangers. But let's not talk about flyers because they're a bunch of fucks, which no one can deny. Which no one can deny. Season three premiere. Episode 82 of the Friends and Rivals podcast. Don't try it till you had it. I am one of your hosts, Tom Harkness. Joining me each week are... Happy to be co-host of the number 235 rated podcast, Stephen Wojtowicz. COVID boy, Bill Fushin. Not on the can, Nick Larita. <laughs> Again. Miraculously. 20, miraculously not 24 on the can. hours Thank in God. a day and you pick five minutes before we record to shit. <laughs> hey, I didn't choose it. It chose me. <laughs> that That is true. That is, that is very, very true. He didn't Billy. he didn't choose the poop life. The poof life chose him. <laughs> my my printer behind me just is is either printing. Oh, or... look at that. Oh yeah, look at that. I didn't even, is that I didn't a, even is it a trade? Maybe it's a trade coming in through the facts. I don't know. It's a blank yeah. page. Oh, shit. Tom, get out of the fucking house. Oh my god. <laughs> that is a it's... message from Casper the Friendly Ghost. <laughs> he ain't gonna be friendly no more. Oh my goodness! This house is beautiful. Yeah, that or yeah. Oh my god! I mean, literally, there's nothing else, dude. That was maybe you know maybe somebody else is trying to print something, uh, like a, yeah, a polar bear in a Some... snowstorm or something. What? No, nobody. <laughs> a what? In a snowstorm? No, no. don't get it. Because it was well, a white well, page. Well, yeah. listen, it feels like forever since we've last done this. I mean, what what was going on in the world back then? What did you guys do on your summer vacations? Anything good? Any good stories? Come on, give me a good one. I I got good. the I got the COVID. I I've had arthritis in my back, uh, arthritis in my knees. Uh, I've gotten very old. Jesus Christ! Very Christ. How old are you? Bill is the only person that can have a smartphone or a smart computer and just have the blurriest fucking picture ever. Look at how blurry that is. Oh, I think it's, well, it's, it's on a computer. I'm, I'm on my work computer. Yeah, it's on oh a computer. Oh my God. What, what is it? a technology company. The first Microsoft laptop ever? He, no. Listen, in his defense, he's connected to Cablevision Wi-Fi. That is true. That's true. I think, too. We, I think we got to cut him some slack. Well, you, know. you know what? You know what I was busy doing this summer? I was busy becoming a golf champion. Oh, hey. That's me, right. Me too. That's right. Over this past weekend, the uh, New Jersey chapter of the BGA uh, beat the New York team. And uh, a big shout out to Alex, Steve, Chris, Jay, Kevin, Rich, Rob, Matt, Curran, and myself. Uh, three days of golf. We left there. We beat the New York team. And we are now the reigning BGA champions. Did you, say, did you say Matt? Curran? Congratulations! Two different, uh, no, two different two, names. Two different, two different people. Two, two, oh. two different, totally different people. I was like, I was like, is this gonna be a crossover, my friends? <laughs> no. But do you know a Matt Curran? We, we, we weren't playing Magic the Gathering. We were playing golf. <laughs> that that is correct. Uh, and uh, listen, magic. I don't think he even knows what Magic is, but definitely knows football and drinking and lawyer shit. Shit. So yeah, he'd be. More like he'd, he'd, he'd probably be ago. a good golfer. Probably be a good golfer. Probably, yeah. Probably. Listen, you win championships with people, and it forms yeah. a bond with them. And uh, we are all now bonded, as nice. I'm sure Matt would love us all to be. Some of those so. fuckers really would want to be bonded to us. <laughs> they are. They are a strange group. I will tell you that. Good shit. Fairly, I, uh, decent, I, fairly decent golfers. Good. Good. I didn't do much myself this summer. Uh, put a new, new floor in our dining room. Got a new couch, cleaned out the garage, uh, ran my brother's bachelor party, which was not that exciting. Whoa, whoa, cool. whoa, 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 let's, whoa, let's, whoa. Don't, don't fucking gloss where, where over the it? headline. Why, wasn't we, why weren't we invited? Where, what the hell, Nick? <laughs> where was it? Uh, we went to the Pennsylvania, into the Poconos. Uh, we rented a place for a couple nights and uh, just kind of hung out. Did some paintball for a night, uh, for a day. Okay. Um, for a few hours and then um, just 
hung out by the lake where the, the house was right on the lake. And um, that was kind of what my brother wanted to do. There was like something near the lake or on the lake or something to do like floating down the water. And so we looked at a bunch of options and uh, that, was an e- that was an easy one. We found a good house finally, cheap, close by where everyone was going to be. So uh, that was kind of how we uh, we kind of do it. And did some, you know, uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, hit up one of the casinos at the at night. What's up? I, I have to ask the question. Now, th- there there are probably no, very little strip clubs in the Poconos. So I, I do the strippers charge extra to go to the Poconos? So, yeah, I guess they, they probably do. I don't know. I didn't uh, end up doing what do you mean? Wait, 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 wait. What do you mean they probably do? You didn't get strippers? No, he sounded like they were strippers. No. Yeah, Jesus Christ. That was my. That's not my. It's not my deal with him. So he, uh, he ended up going to, um, uh, to a strip club with a couple, couple people. Half the tea people went over, half stayed. It wasn't like it was not mandatory. It was kind of like you know, if someone wanted. Can to I ask a silly question? Yeah, yeah. Did he puke on a stripper? <laughs> no, I don't think so. He, oh, I, just that was Tom. Not okay, so that's still yeah. just Tom. Okay. I'm, just curious. Probably one of, the, one of the best nights of just my curious. life. Okay. It was the just best. She was she was the hottest stripper there, and I'm glad I puked on her. Yeah. Very, very happy I puked Can on somebody her. Somebody come get your friend. He's throwing up back here. Well, that's probably a story for another day. Otherwise, we're not making our type. I, I mean, that was the whole story. There's no other <laughs> he puked on a stripper. There's not much more you can say. That's it really um, isn't the whole story, though, because because I was having a great conversation with Jasmine and and uh, we were, we were talking away when I when they called me out because my friend had been thrown up and we had to leave all of a sudden. And we had to leave. The that, that was, Jasmine we, and I were really making a connection. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. you were making that connection, you were, Bill. You were going to save her. <laughs> she was making a connection to your wallet. <laughs> the only connection that was being made, Bill. The only ones. Ugh. Oh, it's okay, buddy. It's okay. See, did did you have anything? Did you do anything? Me? Yeah. Oh, um, I went to Ocean City, Maryland, not just for the golf trip. I went prior to the golf trip and uh, thoroughly enjoyed my time getting drunk in the water at Seacrest. Highly yes. recommend it for anybody out there. Ocean City, Maryland, during the day, go to Secrets, get drunk in the bay. Very fun. Drunk in the bay. There you go. Yes. Yeah, a new Otis Redding song. <laughs> That's going to be tough for Otis to pull off, but okay. <laughs> Is he dead? Maybe maybe we'll get Weird Al on that one. So. <laughs> All right. So since uh, I think we should talk about hockey then, right? Oh, oh sure. Sure, sure. So summer edition since we uh, since we last started the show. Um, Bill, you guys... Uh, Penguins sign any more defensemen? <laughs> uh, no. Uh, they've really done nothing since the last time we spoke. We've still got the nine defensemen, uh, and I'm I'm just at this point assuming Ty Smith and P.O. Joseph are just really have no shot at all at making this team. It's it's going to be the other seven guys uh, that they keep around uh, unless they do some kind of deal during at this point training camp. So uh, quiet on that front. They are still. Loaded with defensemen. Maybe they'll maybe they've still got something in the works. Who knows? I hope so. Just seems like too many. You can never have too many. Did did Lou announce anything yet? <laughs> uh <laughs> yeah. So uh Isles uh, uh, apparently we thought we all thought he was gonna sign Kadri, uh, but Kadri didn't sign with the Isles and um signed over to to Calgary joining um Ubedro and that uh, kind of like quick re re uh re what's it, what do you, how you put it um not rebuild but like a you know quick uh retooling retooling retooling. Retooling. retooling yeah so i mean that was uh, you know i was kind of like a bummer in the sense of like we waited all summer we thought this guy was going to sign and he was a pretty big name and didn't happen but in the end uh you know, I, I mean, it's, I don't know how they were going to make it work without moving contract, and they clearly couldn't make that happen. Uh, and it's probably more to it. Likely, numbers weren't right. They probably he probably wanted what he signed for, and Lewis probably playing hardball, and you know, didn't think there was someone else in there that was going to make the move. And well, well, so uh, no Kadri, but we uh, we ended up signing uh, Alexander Romanov. Uh, 
Keeper Bellows and uh, Noah Dobson to all their all, all to their RFA deals. Um, Romanov, we've already talked about, was trade we traded for him in the in the draft, uh, which we I think we covered pretty much well before we went for summer break. So nothing new there. Um, that's it. Teams basically the same. The the only question mark and the really on the roster at this point is like you know six seven defensemen. They're going to be. Uh, likely Sebastian Ajo and Robin Salo because there's nobody else unless Pittsburgh wants to throw one to us for for, for not much or whatever they want. But uh, it doesn't seem like that's where Lou uh, went to wanted to go. So nothing else. What do you got, Steve? Anything in Devil Land? I, I mean, I, again, like everybody else, I don't even remember where we left off. Obviously, Palat had signed already. I think it was the I don't day know if- after free agency began. Yeah, I don't know if the 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 Zaka traded to Boston had happened. The Smith getting traded to Pittsburgh had happened. Um, outside of Palat and Brendan Smith, there wasn't really any main additions. The the other additions were just them re-signing their RFAs, like Bratt and Wood and Tice Thompson and Zetterland. Um, just getting them back into the fold. And after all that, they've only got $73,000 left in cap space this year. It's a good thing they didn't sign anybody. So waiting to find out the Bernier going on long time, long-term IR, that's got to happen. That frees up 5 million bucks and change. Trading Andreas Janssen at some point frees up a lot of cap space and maybe Thomas Tatar. And just think, you know, make some room for some kids. For Tatar, right? Probably, yeah. Just make some room for some kids to come up and and prove their worth. We got to start figuring out what we got in the in the youth now. I mean, the Rangers are going to be what they are. Um, they, they didn't do anything really after Vincent Trocheck. That was the the cap space that they had. Uh, they did sign their own restricted free agents, uh, especially Capo Caco, uh, a couple weeks after free agency started. But they also brought in Matt Car- uh, Ryan Carpenter, who is going to probably be your your defunct fourth line center to replace uh, uh, Rooney. And then you brought a couple of guys on the PTO with Jimmy Vesey and uh, Matt Bar- Bar- Bartkowski, uh, who I, I don't even know. Uh, it was the first time I, I knew his name is when I wrote it down today. Uh, Jimmy Vesey is, uh, is very interesting. It's uh, <laughs> I think for the Rangers, it's going to be, if he makes the team, how do you keep him off the top six and, and give those kids a chance? Because Vesey is a very defensive um, style forward. And that's what some of those lines need, like Trocek and Panarin probably need mo- that more defensive style guy. Uh, although Trocek, uh, from what I, I remember, is is a pretty defensive guy. Hopefully he's very responsible in his own end. So it, it's going to be very, very interesting to see uh, what, what VZ becomes, if he does become anything. Uh, hopefully he becomes nothing more than a third or fourth line guy who plays the penalty kill. Hopefully that's it. Um, but there are some some questions um, that are centered around, you know, not just the Rangers, but all of our teams. So we're going to we're going to do the top three you know, questions that we're looking forward uh, to getting answered. And uh, and for the Rangers, <clears throat> you know, it's it's the it's the sixth defenseman spot. Who's going to claim it? Is it going to be is it going to be Jones? Is it going to be Robertson? Um, it's it's. You know they gave Jones the captaincy in the in the rookie camp that they had last week, and he was he wore the captaincy for their two game exhibition in, in uh, Philadelphia, which I think I believe they lost both games. Um, but from what all reports were, this was completely optional for him. He didn't have to go to rookie camp. He could have just gone to the pro camp, which starts to uh, if you're li- in today today tomorrow, but it's today Wednesday. Well, yeah, when you're let's just say that. Yeah. Yeah, well, they're listening on Wednesday. Um, Hopefully. So I, I think, right, un, unless, you know, I for whatever reason, Hayek is still on this team. Um, I, I I don't get. And now that you've traded Nils Lundqvist to, to Dallas, which, you know, what what is what is Kratzoff thinking in all of this? You know, I, I, I wanted out a while ago. You made me go back to the KHL. You buried me in Hartford. You did all this shit to me. Um, and now I'm going to get an, actually a, a decent shot with the Rangers. But when when Kratzoff wanted out, maybe they just couldn't find a deal for him. But does, does he not go? Wait, I asked first. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you'd have to think, right? 
but the the Lundquist thing, I mean, they got a pretty decent return um, for him for for just having somebody who wanted out, who really didn't fit with the Rangers. He, he got a decent chance at the start of last year. He played a lot with um, that that guy that shipped out to to Arizona. Um, oh, I can't even remember his name now. That's how that's how much of an impact he made on the Rangers last year. Um, but I just either Lundquist wasn't ready or. I don't know. He just, maybe he just doesn't have the size, the speed of the game. He needed to get adjusted. And that's what a, a couple of years in, or even a, a solid uh, year in Hartford would have done for him. Um, but I don't know if he had a really good opportunity to make this team this year, especially with Jones and Robertson and even Hayek um, and also having Truba and Adam Fox in front of him. So uh, I think Lundquist was uh was kind of right to to kind of want out and get a, a an opportunity somewhere else, and he'll get that in Dallas. And what the Rangers get in return is a lottery protected first round pick. If it's not used next year, it's an unprotected pick in twenty four, along with a fourth round pick. And if he and if Lundqvist scores a certain amount of points within up. within the next two years, that that fifth becomes a fourth, something like that. Um, so they got a decent return for a player who just wanted to get out and really, they, they really didn't have a roster spot for, um, so <clears throat> the whole sixth defenseman spot is going to be really interesting. And, uh, I, I, right now you'd have to think it's, it's Jones's Jones's spot to lose. Um, and there's a couple of guys who could take it like, like I mentioned, Robertson or even Hayek with a, with a, with a great camp, um, you know, who knows? He's he's uh he's stuck around more longer than than a lot of people. He's in fact he's the only piece left that the Rangers got for the trade of um, Ryan McDonough to Tampa. Lundqvist was a draft pick in that, but now Lundqvist is gone. So Hayek is the only piece of that whole trade package that the Rangers got for uh, McDonough and JT Miller. So maybe they're holding on to him for nostalgia reasons. <laughs> Who the fuck knows? Then there's the bottom six, right? So as constructed right now in the depth chart for the Rangers, your 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 top line's looking like Trocheck with Panarin and Kako. Your second line is going to be Mika with Kreider and um, and Lafreniere. And then your bottom six is kind of a mixture of these players, right? You got uh, Hedl, you got Sammy Blay and Kratzoff uh, with Carpenter, Gu- um, Barkley, Goudreau, and Ryan Reeves. And then you sprinkle, you know, Gauthier and Dryden Hunt in there. And there's your, there's your forwards. There's your, your top, um, uh, you know, 14 forwards that are going to be on your team. Do you, do you go with that? Or, you know, does, does Kratzoff get traded? Does he not make the team? Does he not have a good camp? Do you give people like Brennan Ackman a chance? Um, Will Cooley, uh, who was impressive, not only in the world junior championships, but in uh, with their, with their junior clubs last year. It's it it seems, you know, that if you if your if your third line was, you know, Will Cooley and Offman and with a Sammy Blay, it could be a very interesting third line and it's not going to cost you a lot of money. Um, so you know, I'm really interested to see the, the the bottom six role uh for the for the Rangers when it comes to the forwards. You stick with the current makeup, you know, what what's better, the devil you don't know or the devil you know, right? Um, so they know what they have with, with a lot of these with a lot of these guys. I think the one real big question mark is is Kratzoff and what what are you going to get out of him this year? Um, and 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 hope that he has evolved his game in the KHL over the past two seasons to the point where he can really make an impact in the NHL this year. Uh, or do you go with with all youth and and kind of roll the dice there? So the bottom six um, is really going to be um, a very interesting thing for me. And then there's for what the fifth season now? <laughs> this is what it. You, this is the one. What What do you got with Filipino? What this is, is Filipino? the year we finally did, figure it out? Did he finally fucking make the jump after uh, that amazing playoff run that he had last year to have the confidence in here and demand and and command rather that third line center role? Uh, it's it's Filipino. This is your year, kid. I I really honestly think this is his year because in the next couple of years the salary cap is not going to be very nice to the New York Rangers, uh, especially in 23 and especially in 24. Um, they're going to be really, really up against it and re- and having to sign players like Keandre Miller and Alexei Lafreniere, you know, 
it's going to be it's going to be very challenging for them to keep a third line center maybe making 2.5 million dollars a year or even higher because i believe uh Hedl is a he is a restricted free agent after this year with arbitration rights so do you trade those rights? Does he have the year for him to do that? Lafreniere doesn't have any arbitration rights, nor does Keandre Miller. But do you go with what everybody, what everybody on the other team is doing and locking these guys up for maybe more than what they're worth now over a long stretch to get their bottom line down in the future? Uh, it's going to be really, really interesting to see. I don't know if they can do that with Miller and Lafreniere unless they let certain pieces go. And if you're going to let certain pieces go, the guys who are making those, that, that money, I mean, Reeves comes off the books next year. Um, Heedle could come off the books next year. And then you have a slew of dead cap space with Shattenkirk, D'Angelo and Girardi's uh, buyouts. That's what $3.5 million coming off the books for next year. So you're going to have a little bit of money to play with next year with, with Miller and Lafreniere, but man, oh man, um, you're going to be up against the cap for the next two years. And you're going to have to structure your cap this year at the beginning of the year in order to have that cap space at the trade deadline. So you might not see these younger players come up because maybe they're making $975,000 as opposed to somebody who's making 750. So it's really a numbers game. I think for Drury at the start of the season in order to have the cap space at the deadline to make the moves that he needs to make for this team. And they're not going to be monumental moves. They're not going to be Patrick Kane. I'm sorry to hear that. It breaks my heart to say that, but it's not going to be Patrick Kane this year. Uh, they're going to be low level guys, third and fourth line guys that really are going to solidify that bottom end um, that really give you what you need for the playoff push. And, you know, it, it's going to be a really, really interesting year for the New York Rangers uh, to see if they can kind of duplicate, at least duplicate what you did this year. If not, take a little step forward, maybe have a little bit better of a regular season. Uh, maybe Lafreniere and Kako have a, a you know a, a, a better offensive season this year. But the outlook is uh, is going to be good uh, for the Rangers this year. We're going to talk about that in, in certainly in the weeks to come. But uh, those are like my three big questions going into camp, going into the season with the Rangers and, and, and what's going to become of the sixth defenseman spot, the bottom six. And young Philip Heedle is not so young anymore. Nick, I like eight or ten things. What's that? Yeah, I was wondering if that was only. No, three. that wasn't eight or ten things. I, I, I held <laughs> up to my topics. My sixth defenseman good. spot. I kind of rolled Lundqvist in there because he was a contender for that sixth spot, but they fucking got his ass out of here. Like, I thought like I, I went I thought into I, at least seven or so different like cap issues. Well, yeah, I, I think I went off on a little bit of a tangent after after Filipino there. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> I, I thought you were still talking about uh, the summer editions, honestly. I didn't realize you went right into it. You just kept going. It was so long. Well, that's how I, I – listen, I segue. This is why I'm the host Okay, the okay. This All is right. why right. it is my podcast, just Understood. featuring you guys, right? That's true. That's true. <laughs> so uh, top three questions this year going into the year. Um, you know, so first question, biggest one, was last year a fluke? Um 2020 and 2021, uh, or actually, well, 2019, 2020. Those two years, we went to the conference finals, um, losing both times to Tampa. And then last year, getting hit by, uh, well, having the 13-game uh, road trip and then, you know, the COVID uh, just decimated the team. It uh, was really kind of, really put us behind completely. We lost like 11 games straight in the beginning of the year, basically. Uh, or early in the season, and we're just so far behind that it was it was just too difficult to even come back from that. Um, I think that's a big question. I think I think the answer is yes, they can. I don't think that's a. Uh, I don't think the team was was able to to deal with so much adversity early on. Um, I watched an interview with uh, Brazal the other day, and basically he was saying that talked about it, talked about how that that was that exact issue was you know. The third, he said that the road games were tough, but they weren't. They actually came out of it okay. It wasn't like you know monumentally bad. It was just it sucks starting the road. Um, but the the COVID completely killed the team because and then the momentum they had like seven eight guys out, and he's and he was saying that basically like you know you have that many guys out, you just can't do much about it. You're kind of you know um, 
you know, there's too much parity in the league. It's just too difficult for them to, uh, you know, for you to really come back from um, and uh, really compete. And it was rough. And uh, yeah, so I think that's the, the first and foremost. I think the team will, you know, back in the playoffs this year, be, be a contender. Um, You're not going to talk about myself. how much Barzell wants to move back to Vancouver. That was also a review. I he did not say that. He said he's actually, <laughs> he said he's actually about a little more New Yorker than, than 51 49 in favor. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was busting your balls. <laughs> Good job. You actually did watch it. Um, that was, you don't think yeah, I keep good. up on you guys. Come on. I don't know what you do okay. when Stop you distracting him. That's what a good host does. <laughs> Stop distracting. Him. So, uh, other than that, the, uh, next one is, um, changes to the team based on by the coach, you know, Brad Lambert's, uh, making the, um, you know, the, uh, he's the coach now, you know, what we're seeing what Lambert can do with the, the team and how much he defers from trots and, uh, the, the very, very structured defensive system. Um, I think there'll be some changes in terms of how that, you know, the defense uh, looks or the, the, just the forwards are, are, are structured. And I think there'll be some more opportunities to score. I think they're going to open it up a little bit. I don't think they're going to be as rigid as it was under, under Barry Trotz. Um, not because the team didn't do well there, but because different coach, he sees different things. He's worked with Barry. Probably he's got, his own way of, of thinking about it and doing making things happen. So I'm hoping to see that. What I'm hoping to see is that basically they, they give a, a little more leeway to, um, to the, the forwards and get, get some scoring because they can score. But the problem is that it look, it look really bad when you just, you, you get, you have nothing, um, no offense going forward, right? You're just very, very passive. And then game back immediately as soon as you lose the puck and, you know, it just, it feels shitty. We're, we, every game is a has to. We have to win by one goal. Can't let anything in. Um, and they have really good goaltending to really bail them out. So why not really take advantage of that? Take advantage of the forward-heavy team we have. And I say it because we have a ton of money tied up in the forwards, and they can also a lot of guys can score. And um, I think I think they have the personnel. I think they just got to really you know tweak it because uh, like you know Marzal had what eighty points, eighty three points, I think it was something like that um, his rookie year. And, uh, you know, he could do that again. Uh, but that, that team was very different because of the way the team was structured and how they were, um, you know, uh, the, the system they were running. So uh, you could get a little more flexibility there. I don't think Barzal is going to get 80 points again, but I think he's going to – he could definitely flirt in the 60 to 70 range if they give him a little more freedom. And uh, he did back checks and doesn't get benched like he did last year a little bit here and there. Um, you don't think he's last... going to get up to the same point? production that he did in his rookie year under a new coach that maybe gives him a little bit more free freedom as well as a contract here i I hope he does i i don't think i've seen it happening but i hope he does i I think he's been a he's very different player in the last couple years on the trots and so and that's not a bad thing at all he actually became a much more complete player but it's just a guy that i don't i don't see it happening with the forwards that he you know, that, that he plays with, unless he clicks with like a, some combination of guys. Right. And they really start to make it work. Then sure it's possible. But I mean, 80 points is a lot, man. He's going to have to really, really push it. So we'll, we'll see. Um, last question is around, um, you know, it's kind of tied to this. It's can the, the core of aging forwards, you know, score goals this year. You know, that was really the problem last year, we couldn't score. And then the defense wasn't working uh, as well as it had previously in the, in the second half of the year, basically when they got their shit together, people weren't sick. But it, the team just couldn't score goals, and only person scoring goals is Brock Nelson. And so that's got to change. We need Barzal to get 30 uh, for sure. If he shoots more and he starts to become a weapon uh, with you know by himself, not just you know setting guys up, I think he can – you know, really help with his line mates and become more of a, that dynamic threat we saw when he was a rookie. Um, and then, uh, you know, we need, we need stuff out of Wallstr- Wallstrom, Bellows, uh, you know, Palmieri. You know, we'll see what we can get out of Bailey. Uh, obviously, Bovillier, we, um, we kept him and resigned him. I didn't mention that, actually. We resigned Bovillier. Right, didn't we resign him? Am I wrong? I think I'm 
mix my guys Resign, up there. Resign Bavilia, yeah. We did resign Bavilia, yeah, yeah. Yep. So, you know, he, he, those are the guys that we, we want to, um, uh, you know, they got to score. They got to get goals. And that's kind of the big thing. If they, if they start scoring goals, the defense will work. They, they got the guys. I think it's just a matter of can the, this this group that they've put together and, and held and brought guys in and, and enhanced and um, can they finally put it all together and, and get a deep run and uh, get past Tampa. Um, but they got to get back to the playoffs first and get in, just get in the door. So that's, it's going to be really important first, you know, first 10 games. We'll see what team this team is. If it's back to the, you know, back to the drawing board or if it's uh, if they, they just got right back on the horse and left last year and behind. So it's Those definitely going to be uh, a very, very it's, it's definitely going to be a very interesting year for the Islanders. And I'm, I'm going to be very, I'm going to tune in to see what the, what, what's going to become of that team, because I think they were, they were a power play quarterback away from probably being a very dynamic team. I agree. In my yeah. opinion. And yeah, they have, um, they have Robin Sala who could step in that role uh, and really be that guy. I mean, <laughs> It pains me because I was thinking about this as we were, I was like sitting out before the like a couple hours ago. Like we really need Devin Taves, you know. This is right right now when it really hurts. You, and you uh, could probably afford him too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Because at the time, up. that's why he went because you couldn't afford him. It's because you couldn't afford him. But uh, yeah, he's uh, clearly uh, affordable now. So, anywho, yeah, can't but, make can't make all the good trades. No, you can't. And you know, a team that you know, build the penguins, they, they just got to stay healthy. Right. That's, that's their, that's their, their key to this season is staying healthy because they're going to score the goals. They're going to, they're going to, you know, Casey, the Smith and, and uh, Jari are going to be pretty good in net. And you got to, you got, you know, 9 billion defensemen. So I, as long as the forwards stay healthy, you're going to be all right. I, I think so. I think, you know, uh, I don't see a reason to expect this to be the end of their consecutive playoff run just yet although i i've always said when it happens it's gonna it's gonna happen it's gonna happen it's gonna happen hard the fall's gonna be hard whatever whenever that happens but um i i think for the penguins the the real questions there uh if you know me you know i'm gonna start with this guy Benny malkin um that's my number one question because uh, they they did decide to resign and they did just they resigned everybody basically this past offseason except for uh benny the jet rodriguez um so uh but malkin uh They've got him back. Is he going to just be business as usual, second line center? I don't think that's working anymore. I, I, I know his offensive production is what it is, and it's, and it's been good, and that's what they want back. But he's such a liability out there. Are they going to reshape that second line or third line or whatever line they call it that he's on and, and, uh, and get him some help there and try to make get, get improved production uh, when he's on the ice at even strength? So that's question number one to me I because I, I don't like him just being slotted in as a second line center anymore um the second question really for the penguins is around their first uh pairing defenseman um the tang obviously is still there but his partner's been Dumoulin for a good many years now and there's been rumblings that Dumoulin's uh slowing down a little bit um veteran defenseman's uh getting getting older getting uh, a bit more susceptible back there uh, and isn't the shutdown guy that he once was that's what they're saying anyway i'm i'm actually really not sure i think you know he's, i think he got a little beat up last year and maybe to your point maybe health is really the key there and, and we'll see if it's really like a chronic thing with him uh or or if it really is time to move on and try to find somebody else to to get onto that number one pairing i mean he's still younger than the tang is uh but he's playing a different style obviously he's a little more that stay-at-home hard-nosed guy, and, and maybe he's maybe he's a wearing down. Um, I don't really see another option right now for that. I mean, it, uh, Marcus Patterson, you know, uh, is he ready to go up to the first line? I'm not sure he's ready to stay on the second line. So, like, uh, I, I don't really see an option, not a lefty option anyway, that they're really going to think about moving in there next to Latang. They're not going to put Latang in Petri on the same defensive bearing. That's not going to happen. Uh, they're going to be split up. So uh, we'll see if uh, if there's any plans to move Latang, uh, move anybody else in, in with Latang, or if it's just going to stay Dumoulin, I don't see much choice there. Um, then my last question with the Penguins is uh, since they did keep um, one of their trade 
quote unquote rentals last year. They they re-signed Ricard Raquel. Um, they're pretty deep on the right wing now with uh, having re-signed Rust uh, and Raquel. Those are your number one and two um, lines in some order. Um, I feel almost sure of it. And so my question there is, is that going to free up Kapanen to really kind of bring more production? They've been expecting a lot more out of Kapanen since they traded for to, to get him back a couple of seasons ago. Um, and he's not delivered first or second line type of production, um, no matter who they've paired him with or what they've done. Um, and he's, he's a, he played his hard enough, uh, but you know, they, they're, they were really expecting more uh, results on the score sheet. So um, will he kind of embrace a third line role? Will he, will he deliver a little more production from there? Um, I, I think it's a, Big question mark season for him uh, to to kind of make or break, um, you know what what he's what his function is going to be on this team. So that's my three things on the Penguins. Yeah, I look, listen. I think you know is is Zucker going to be productive this year at all? Well, if he's playing, uh, you know uh, the 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 couple of games that he managed to play last season, he actually looked pretty good. Um, he really had some bad luck or I don't know if he's just super brittle, um, but he's not been healthy. And, and there's been rumors that they are trying to move that contract uh, still before the season. I don't know. I don't really honestly know who's, who's going to go out and take it. I mean, does Arizona want anybody again? I, I don't know. <laughs> Look, but, Arizona can use anybody they can everybody. get, even with those you shitty contracts they've acquired. They haven't, but they've acquired shitty contracts. They haven't acquired players that are right. still in those contracts. So I'm I'm sure Arizona can look their first line they have center. Two thousand seats to fill. They gotta get anybody. Right. <laughs> but their first line center is Barrett Hayden, who was, I mean, come on. So, uh, yeah, I think the Arizona Coyotes can can certainly use players. Um, but another team that uh, has a has a bunch of questions surrounding them is certainly the New Jersey Devils, especially. God, you got to start in goal, right? I'm going to start with my honorable mention. Uh, top three question, which is uh, how will the Mike McLeod situation affect uh, his standing in the organization? For those of you who don't know, Mike McLeod was on a Team Canada World Junior team that apparently decided to gang rape a girl. Mm. Um, he is one of only three players who have not come out to kind of defend his position and or say I wasn't involved in any way. So it's really up in the air. Nobody knows what's going on. If he's going to report, he should report because he's, you know, claiming innocence until proven guilty kind of, it seems like. So that's, that's my honorable mention. As far as the other three, you were dead on. Number one is goaltending. Is it Blackwood? Is it Vanacek? Is it some combination of the two? Or is it neither? If the team gets average goaltending out of those two, they're going to be competitive into March. You know, they're going to be they're going to be playing meaningful games down the end of the season, which is which is all anybody's expecting this year. Your captain on a on a competitive podcast went out on a limb and said Blackwood is going to have a great season. Well, he's got that's and that's what a captain should do, right? Captain should try and squash any any questions no doubt and he was listen i got to give it to him he was very professional in that 32 thoughts interview that they had with him yeah and, you know he said he sat down with blackwood during the course of the year and they had conversations that they're going to keep private i mean he said and did all of the right things as a good captain should which is great because it's it's nice to, you know a lot of him a lot of his personality is you know lead by example right but it's nice to see he's also doing the little things in the locker room that a captain should do. Yeah. Question number two is, can we finally prove that Mark Recchi was the power play, the, the issue with the power play all along? Um, a power play with, with Wood on the crease and Brad on the wing and Palat and or Mercer or Sharon Govich and Hughes and Hamilton. There's no reason why they, they should be as bad as they were last year. That's like eight players. How are you going to do that on the power play? Well, you just, they're, they're small. 
They, they just they hide behind each other. Now I don't I don't you know you know it's going to be Hughes you know it's going to be Brett you know it's going to be Wood in front of the crease you know it's going to be Hamilton is going to be the only defenseman and then you're just going to cycle in the rest of the players. What, what what's the number one power play? Well, that's is it Heischer Brett with probably Palat now and in, in Hughes and Hamilton at the point? I would rather have Wood instead of Heischer on on the crease. I don't want Heischer in a position where he's going to be in the middle, you know, in the shooting lane and get, get a puck deflected into his head like he did two no, seasons No, but now ago. you got Heischer on a second power play unit with Palat. Palat, Mercer. And Sharon Govich. Holtz, if he makes the team. Hmm. You know, setting up in that Ovechkin spot, that's where he loves to set up. That's his, that's his bread and butter. And then Severson as the lone defenseman on that, on that line, on that power play. So can he come up with a system better than Recky's, which shouldn't be that tough? And then my third question is what everybody wants to know, which is if if Hughes can stay healthy for a whole season, what's his production going to look like? Can he produce at the pace he was producing at last season and stay healthy for a whole year and prove that he's the superstar that Devils fans believe he is? That and then make is certainly the question, and then make Tom look like an asshole for saying that that contract wasn't deserved, right? Just like Tim Stutzel deserved fucking eight million dollars a year, too. I'm not saying Jack Hughes is not going to be that player, but I just don't think he is now. I think he's, I, I just don't think he's that player right now because he can't stay on the ice, and that's the only reason why. So, we're going to find out this year if he is. We most certainly are. So, look, we, we, training camp's open uh, tomorrow for the Rangers, I think Thursday for the Penguins and some mixture of that. Tomorrow, um, Tomorrow's media tomorrow's media, and, and off ice and then on ice on Thursday. Right, and uh, we actually may have a game to talk about next week. Does the Monday night, Monday night game uh, yeah. preseason, I think, Rangers, yes. Islanders? Devils have a Monday night game as well. Canadians, mm-hmm. I believe. I think, I think Rangers, Islanders, Monday night. I have to go and check. And the Devils play the Canadians, won. yes. Who cares? No one cares about the devil's Steve. Is that in New Jersey or is that in, in Montreal? Why do you, you said you don't care? So fuck okay. off. Good. Good. <laughs> I don't care. Good. I don't care. Uh, so, so a lot of storylines going on. Uh, certainly as camps open, we'll have preseason games to talk about next week and we'll, we'll get into the teams and where they fit um, and what we, what our predictions are going to be for the season. We'll do all that in the coming weeks leading up to opening night in the NHL in middle of October. So we are certainly back. Um, And you know what else is back? For the first time in season three, it's Trivia with Bill. Now this is the wrong bell. Oh, I love it. The, The enthusiasm. Okay. Who Wait, can I ask a question? This... Are we still are we still in the book? You still yeah. in the book for season three? Yeah. yeah. I mean, how many right. how many questions have you got? It's a new season. It's change it up. Eighty two. No, I'm only on question eighty two, and then and then when we get to hundred, I got to flip back to the start because I didn't have the book at the beginning. Oh my god! Right. Oh, we got like forty weeks of, of, uh, of questions friend. to get through. Wow. We're gonna pretty much. I think we're gonna get through most of the season. Sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Who is the Stanley Cup named after? I got Who? it. I got oh, it. Lord, I don't know. Yeah, Fred from the Stanley. <laughs> Stanley uh, no, not, Steamer. No, not no, not Greg Stanley. That's that's a no, not the Stanley Steamer. That's some kind of carpet cleaner or something. Paul oh, Stanley. Oh, from Kiss. How awesome would that be? But no, it's we are it's back. Nick, Nick, I don't think yours got heard enough. Stanley from the office. Yes, obviously. That was, that was clearly that was such a good one that, that it should have been heard again. I, I can't even think of anybody named Stanley. To be honest, um, uh, wasn't there a Yankee catcher named Stanley? Mike Stanley. Well, Mike why Stanley. Would they they Stanley? wouldn't name it after a Yankee catcher, though, would they? So yeah, uh, what, of course they would. What are you talking about? There was baseball back in the eighteen hundreds. Mike Stanley's bloodline goes back. 
I don't know any other Stanleys. I'm out so of Stanleys. Multiple choice? Not yet. No, no, no. no. Hold on, hold on. I got one. I got one. Hold on. I gotta find his fucking name though. The multiple is choices that, is oh, very cool. I got it. D is none of the above. Is it? Is it Cooper <laughs> Cup? It's named after no. Cooper Cup. Oh, right? you're going for the cup. No, for cup. Oh, oh, is it, so I know it's old, right? The the Stanley Cup is old. Yes. So is it Stan Laurel? No. Is it? Is that he's an old it, comedian? I know. We, we is got it named it. after Stan Lee? Oh, oh that guy's old. That guy was old. Uh, no, it was not after Stan Lee. Then Marvel was it Abraham Lincoln? I didn't, I didn't say hey Lincoln. I said hey Lincoln. <laughs> no, is it? Wait, I think I no. Is it Stanley Kubrick? Uh no. Stanley it's, it's, Tucci. Stanley's eyes were wide open. No, not Stanley Tucci. Damn it. Maybe I did know another Stanley. What are the what are the multiple choices there, Bill? You'll love these. Okay, A. Lord Stanley of Preston. B. The Stanley Hotel in Estes Park, Colorado. Oh, or C. <laughs> Port Obviously. Stanley, Ontario. Nah, there's no need to go any further. Ooh. It was B. The Stanley the Stanley Hotel in Colorado. Oh, what a place! Have you ever been? Oh my God! What's D? Oh my God. D, oh, I'm sorry. D was uh, none of the above. None of them. Yeah. Wow, none of the above. They, they couldn't. They couldn't think of a fourth Stanley. They couldn't. They, they wanted to put Stanley from the office in there, she but they book. Didn't. What a stupid book! How oh did they God. fucking find a motel that had Stan in it? It's terrible. <laughs> the guy writing this question couldn't find any people. Do you think Stanley. that motel was named after the guy that named after the Stanley Cup too? Oh, natural. Oh, no. What else could it be? No what was A? Little Lord, Lord Stanley of Preston. How did Ray all of a sudden get into involved in this? <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, right. Incredible. Was it Lord Farquaad? <laughs> no, I'm going D. I'm going D. I'm going no, B. I'm going B. Anytime they put it's none of the above in there, it's, that's always the answer. What do you mean it's not B? It's not B. It's not the Stanley Hotel. It's not the Super 8. Come on. <laughs> um, well, we've said B and we've said D, so come on, Nick. A, bring it home. A. Hey, there you go. It's Nick A. Nick gets Lord the first oh, Stanley Preston. Preston. Way to go, Ray. Awesome because that's a great lead-in to Impressions with Nick. Fucking great. Now, listen, uh, we, we have somebody on the line. Uh, no. And this person answered an ad that we put out on Twitter, no, the Friends of no. Bibles podcast. We did put this no, out. The marketing looking, department. Look, yeah, the marketing department looked no. for a new host um, to report on the New Jersey Devils, and uh, and and here he is now. Go, call. Are you there? Hey guys, you got. You can hear me. You hear me? Okay. This is uh, this is Carl Sylvester. You guys, you guys hear me? All right. Here yeah. 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 Oh, hey guys! Hey, I, I got a, a a lead from uh, my buddy Randy. There's an opening on this podcast. Uh, you know, you guys need a, a Devils uh, uh, a podcast guy. I, you know, I mean, I'm your guy. I, I can, I, I'm, I, uh, I just, I wanted to talk to you guys and see if you had a an opening. So, so what makes you think that you're qualified to talk about New Jersey Devils hockey? Fuck is going oh, it's great. Yeah. So you know. I uh, I used to party with some of the current Devils. Uh, you know, I, I did some babysitting wow. for the Hughes brothers a little bit, Jack and Luke. You know, they're little guys. You know, I, I made a pass to their mom last time, though, so I don't think they're going to talk to me right now. Um, I've been in a few scraps in my day. I can hold my own in case we get into a bar fight. Now, I don't know if you guys have an enforcer already, but, uh, you know, I got this great takedown move. I just kick guys in the back of the leg. And, you know, it works real well. They never see it coming. Um, the PK, what else? What else? Uh, oh, I used to work with Patrick Eliash. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, I will work with him as a loose term. You know, I worked at a place where he gets sandwiches in the morning, you know, before games, Hannah's Deli on Park Street, right behind the rock. You know, you get a pork roll against cheese on it, everything bagel, salt, pepper, ketchup. I don't you think swore. Patrick Eliash would eat that. 
he swore it made him better, you know. Hey, that's what he, that's what he ate every time. Do, do you think uh, you'd be able to get any of those people to come on the podcast if you were a host? Well, potentially. You know, I am from Toronto, so, you know, I I, talk, I know a lot of hockey players. I see them around town, you know, when I go back home. You know, most of those guys are AHL guys, you know, but, uh, you know, they might they might have, uh, you know, know some friends that bang some uh, some like hockey Carl. players. So, you know, they could be on here. I don't like Carl. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I also, I play a lot of Chell. You guys play Chell. You know, uh, I absolutely kill it in the GM mode. You know, uh, my on my hand, my handle on Xbox is uh, Devil Sleuth seventy six. You know, you guys want to excuse play. me? What do you play? Chell. Oh, Chell. oh, sorry. Chell. NHL. NHL. You don't know? Don't I? I don't know if this guy really knows what his hockey man. He doesn't know what Chell is. That's not oh, good. Listen, he's, he's just our friend. So. Sorry, Carl. Well, you know, I'm sorry. Sorry, I don't know this guy. Who's, who's on the phone? This guy sounds weird. Is he? Is he the guy I'm replacing? Yeah, he, little... he's. The, we're actually recording right now. He's the current. Uh, sorry, co-host. Sorry, dude. I don't know what to tell you, man. Carl, you're from Toronto. That's right, sir. And you want to be the Devils reporter for this podcast? I spent a lot of time in New Jersey, man. I'm pretty good. I know what I'm talking about. Where did you it. spend a lot of time? In Newark. Look, can I ask you a question? How, how old are you? How old are you? I'm 33, man. I've been around for a bit, you know, so. I just lost my last job, so I'm trying to find some uh, some work here. So, you know. Yeah, what, what did you, you do? you guys got. What did, what did you do prior to? Uh, what well, are you the groundskeeper uh, at uh, Bushwood? No, you know, I, I got a job. I was, uh, I was, I was shepherding some skates, you know, at the, at the rock, but, uh, you know, I, I stole a few too many skates. So I, I got in trouble, had a leak. It wouldn't let me back. Wait, wait a second. Did, 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 did you ever get accused for slew footing? I don't know what you're talking about, man. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what that means, but, uh, you know, I, it's not my, it's not my gig. It's not my thing, man. Uh, but you know, it sounds kind of cool though. You know, I'm not going to stop. Wait, lie. wait a minute. Are, are you PK Subban? Are you trying what? to get no, a gig no, a, now since you couldn't get a job in the NHL? My name's Carl. I don't know what you guys talking about. I gotta go. I gotta go. I'll see you later. Okay. <laughs> I think I'm gonna switch up the intros. I think, <laughs> I think Nick's gonna get the yuck from now on, and Bill will get no. the excitement. I threw, in his, I threw in as many um many hints there. Here's what here's what I love the most. When he starts the the segment out, for some reason his one eye is squinty, <laughs> and his yeah, other eye can't. is wide open. He looks like Popeye for some reason. I don't yeah, know why. He, maybe sure. he needed it to get the impression in, or what? But I, don't know, I try it. My my voice changed with my eyes moving. Yeah, it's like the same apparently. muscle, I guess. Apparently, I think Tom hit it right on the head. That was that was PK. He's got a lot of free time on his hands now. A lot of free time. Xbox handle, Devil's Sleuth, 76. That was quality. I gave it right away. Well, I listen, I thought it was the, the Jets quarterback in the beginning when he started talking oh, about the Hughes' mom. On, yeah, good yeah, call. I, that's why I went there first. <laughs> Zach Wilson. Yeah. I got to that, make it a little fun. Can't, can't be super. He's got a lot. Got, he's he's had a lot of free time on his hands lately, too. <laughs> yeah, he has. So I throw a little, little red herring there. Got to make sure you uh, – not just uh well, listen with the comeback against the Browns, he might have a little bit hey. more time to just sit and relax. Elite. Elite Joe Flacco. Two and Giants, baby. Oh, nope, not getting off track. Oh, oh, oh. Ah, how they've been. All right, let's go to oh new sponsor alert. Let's go to this date and Steve's stomach brought to you by Coca-Cola. Where's it Coke? Is it Coke? Oh, we have to say Coca-Cola Zero Sugar? Yes. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's Sorry, the sponsor. Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. Flavor, no. 
All right, go to um, uh, go to the year of our Lord, 2019, and go to May, May 6th, May 6th, 2019. May 6th, I'm sorry, May 6th, 2020, 2019. Yes, it's after April. It was a Monday. Ooh. For breakfast, I had a Coca-Cola Zero. Oh, shit. And some toast. Were you sick? No. It was going to be a big day. It's going to be a big day because on May the 6th, 2019, I drove to the big city, New York City, with uh, Tina and a couple friends. We had lunch at Five Napkin Burger, where I had a delicious bacon cheeseburger, French fries, and a diet soda. Wait, what what diet soda did you have? If I put diet soda, that means Pepsi. Ah, that means the establishment serve Pepsi. Gotcha. They don't, don't get listen, their brand. Don't listen, sponsors. Sorry, they don't get Coca-Cola their brand name sugar. in my. They don't get their brand name in my my journal. Uh, and then we enjoyed a wonderful concert by Lovely the Band. We did not have dinner that day. That that five napkin burger was our lunch dinner, our liner, shall you shall we call it, or dunch, if you so choose. Nobody chooses that ever. Either one of those. That's what not even did. Billy. <clears throat> I have I have like 18 meals a day. I don't call any of them. Why why did you pick May 6, 2019? Because that was the day, of course. What pool inflatable got fucked that day? That uh-huh. Jolie uh leopard of South Carolina got arrested for boy sucking on girls toes oh boy oh like, yes oh it's true it didn't now he takes his foot forces a little too far uh, he says <laughs> that think? he approach he says that he approaches women in public places like fast food restaurants gas stations and walmart wow yeah. Ugh. he yeah. then asks to kiss their feet or suck on their toes if he has money he will offer to pay them for the privilege if the woman says no he just moves on. However, uh, this isn't exactly true because he has been known to employ a few tricks to get some toes in his mouth. Wow. Please um, tell me that some of these tricks are listed in this article you are reading from because I need to know them. You know what? I, I think I'm going to do you one better. Think oh, I'm is there, gonna, I, I think hope I'm gonna there is a visual one, aid. Oh, no. I'm going to do you one triple better. Oh, boy. Oh well, boy, Tom Harkis has started sharing his screen. Bill, read it, please. Can you pause that so Bill can read? Program contains <laughs> in, materials in that may voice. be disturbing to some viewers. Certain names and location have been changed to protect the innocent. Oh boy. I thought I was just with feet. I like feet. Sorry to bother you, ma'am. He's sick. This guy's dangerous. I like feet, women's toes. Wait, that was him? That is him. The real him? Like any other man who like breasts or butt, you know, I like feet. Love it, toes. A lot of people say, how can you just approach people and just ask them that? Don't you have any morals? You got some pretty feet on there. I said, yeah, but it's just something I like to do. It's like a challenge. It's adrenaline. I don't think it's weird at all. I just like feet. Okay. It only takes a second. I get more adrenaline when they say, yeah, you can do it. I love this guy. Thank you, I think. Look at that. Once Joey Leapart gets permission for an innocent kiss, he feels a compulsion to take it further. I suck their toes, whatever. It's in my mind. What they smell like, taste like, they look like, you know. Oh, me too. You're about a size <laughs> seven and a half. This guy's size queen. Five years old. I just started liking feet, you know. I was little. The girls, my sister friends, they was. You know, I had pretty little feet, and I just liked to paint their toenails, rub blushing on their feet. They thought I was like a sissy, you know, because I wanted to play with the girls. But really, all I wanted to do was paint their toenails. 
I think I have Patton Oswalt to do this. <laughs> this is terrible. The footbook. Oh, this sometimes is like Steve. he just asks yeah, women if he can take a picture of their feet. <laughs> he spends countless hours carefully compiling them into his footbook. He had a book that thick of pictures. I mean, just picture after picture. There'd be eight pictures on the page of his face next to women's feet. But Joey's ultimate goal is to get his mouth around a woman's toes. Isn't it? Isn't that everybody's? Isn't that his everybody's favorite goal? hunting grounds are big box stores, uh, yeah. where he Notice knows the, he can the, find the, the, the women. The store alone. name was not evident. I'm going to Walmart he came tomorrow. Up to me, was kind of sweaty and jittery. She looked at me, and I looked at her, and I just said, "You know what the heck? I'm gonna ask her to see if she'll let me do it." Yeah, I'm sorry to bother you. Uh, I got a question for you. I, I've been trying to. He said, "Have you ever heard of um, America's Funniest Home Videos?" I was like, yeah, of course. And he said, well, this might sound kind of crazy, but can I get a picture of your feet? Like how, like this? Yeah, 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 exactly. He took the picture of my feet. Oh, that's a good one. Would you mind maybe if I took a picture of uh, kissing your foot? And then he said, well, can I actually kiss your foot? It's, you know, it's just a joke, you know. I, I guess so, yeah, that's okay. And that's the only thing shit. I agreed to. Guess so? <laughs> what the fuck? And then before I knew it, I looked down and he'd grabbed my foot and shoved it right in his mouth. Hey! <laughs> stop! I was like, you need to go. You need to stop. Weirdo! Uh, I kissed her foot. Two or three times, I got in the left, went out the store. How are you taking notes? That little nasty comment. <laughs> um, something like, it tasted good. She has some delicious tasting feet. Oh my God. Tom's, Tom's in like, the bathroom. I was just so grossed out. I felt violated. <laughs> I kept thinking to myself, like, I'm so gullible. Why did I fall for something like that? Oh, I wasn't really she's, she's scared until I Googled too, the foot sure. fetish Augusta, Georgia. Dad? And Joey Lee Parts face popped up. It just freaked out. And then I started reading everything. Guy, he and could it be going said, to the mask. Sex offender, all this other stuff. That's why I was like, whoa. This is a lot more serious. I, I want to file a report. But Jessica and her dad, Keith, are shocked to learn there's nothing police can do. Because my daughter had actually, in a roundabout way, given consent for him to touch her, the guy didn't step over the line legally. He knew exactly what he was doing. My daughter was violated recently. It's an MO that has worked for more than 20 years. She's the one let me do it. All she had to say was no, but she didn't. He's sick. He's not wrong. I'm not a psychologist. I don't need to be to understand that this guy's dangerous. Keith wants to be sure what happened to his daughter doesn't happen to someone else. He's going to expose Joey for what he is and goes to the media. All right, it's we're like watching turning the whole the light show? and watching the cockroaches run. Got two minutes left. The South Carolina toe sucker, Joey Leapart, has just assaulted 18-year-old Jessica Finley. Her father goes to the media to expose him. News reports about the sex offender with a bizarre foot fetish make Joey instantly recognizable in this community. I could just walk in the store and some of the women, they'd just see me, see, there he is, and they'll get on their cell phone and start calling the police. He's all over the news. Everybody knows who he is. And they're like, hey, look out for Joey. <laughs> you know what that means? Time to move. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but, but we're going to find another wall. Never imagined that she <laughs> would become one of Joey's victims. And as I pulled to the checkout, I pushed the cart up and I get on my tiptoes. And that's all he He is. just took his gum out of his mouth. And as she was raised up on her toes, reaching into her shopping cart, he placed the gum where he knew her foot would come down on it. Ew. And then I felt something warm now between that's gross. the bottom of my flip-flop and the bottom of my foot. And I turned around to see who it was and what it was, and it was Joey. And he's just smiling at me. It just fell out of my mouth. Are you kidding me? I was in line to pay for my drink. I dropped my gum by accident. Can I have it back? 
I said, no, you don't need your gum. You need to back away from me because I'm calling the police now. This guy just touched me. Because Joey actually touched Carol's leg, police are able to pin an assault charge on him. I ended up doing 52 days in jail. And like I said, where I'm from, just people don't like me because they know that I like women's feet. I don't feel I'm a criminal. But a lot of people think I am. I see him as a criminal because he does this over and over. When you assault someone, that to me is criminal action. At 45 years old, Joey admits that it's getting harder for him to operate here. My reputation's ruined, but really, I don't think it's really harmful if I ask you, and I'll say a thousand times, if you let me do it, that's on you. Unbelievable. Joey. Tom is in his glory. <laughs> Seriously. This is like a you know, prequel to the eventual uh, downfall of Tommy Harkness. What <laughs> for going to Walmart and touching girls' feet? <laughs> yeah. Just shoving them in your mouth. Into I only some... want to touch one woman's feet, and that's my wife's. We there were so go. close to 45 minutes. And no, then we had to watch a 10-minute fucking dissertation on foot licking. Uh, it's toe sucking first off. Okay. So get it right. <clears throat> so wait, wait, did you, did you like, did you like the, um, the pool floaty humper better or did you oh, like, yeah, without a doubt, that was much better than this the, fucking sicko pervert floaty guy was better. Like the pool, pool floaty humper. Yeah. Yeah. He was, uh, he's gum on someone's flip flop. You should get 52 days in jail. Well, people think he's a criminal, but he not. <laughs> I mean, I asked her if it was okay. That's right. Oh, but man. it just goes to show you, you can get girls to do anything that you want. Yeah, all you got to do is, is say it's America's, America's Funniest, funniest videos. Home Videos. That's all you got to say. America's Funniest Home Videos. <laughs> Take off genius. your pants. And they'll do it. Wow. Um, I wonder amazing. what Brady Travis the turd could, could talk no. those girls No, into. we don't. No, we oh, don't wonder at all. Know. Nope. Nope. Oh, nope. Got to find out. Nope. Ugh. All right. Well, that's going to do that it for wild. us. It was a great season three premiere. Um, don't forget to follow us on the Twitter at friends underscore rivals and uh, on the Facebook, right? We have Facebook. Friends sure. of Rivals on, on the Facebook. Sure. Uh, oh, I didn't check the uh, the reviews. We haven't been on in six weeks, so I really don't think anybody's going to give us a review. But you never know. Nope. 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 Don't think so. Nope. Nope. We don't get a review after the foot sucking episode. I don't know when we'll get a review. Oh my god. I, I hope we do. But uh, go on, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We will read them on the air if you want us to. Uh, turn on notifications for our podcast so you never miss an episode of the Friends and Rivals podcast. Billy, say something, Woody. It's season three, but it's a new beginning in more ways than one. This is our first episode of the reign of King Charles III. Long live the king. <sighs> it, always, it just sings out. Oh.